saying goodbye to your fear of missing out. Now your favorite radio hosts, reactions, hot takes and more can be found on the weekly Light 87 podcast. Featuring bite-sized discussions on everything from entertainment to politics. The best of radio now lives online with the Light 87 podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and all other major platforms. We're back and you know what? That song ending with Runaway kind of segues really perfectly into our next story. Hey, good morning. It's 7.15. Time to open up them sleepy little eyeballs and get in on the action that has been happening. And we've been searching for stories just for you. So let's let's get into that first story, Lloyd. Right. Uh, now, this is, again, some would call him the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Shah Rukh Khan from mm-hmm. India. Um, interestingly, now, his son has been arrested in a bit of a bust. Now, he was on a cruise ship with some of his friends. Um, and what they found was uh, the group in possession of narcotics. Quite a few. Several, bit of a party. several kinds. <laughs> right. Bit of a party is a bit of an understatement. <laughs> they have been having a blast yeah. on this cruise ship. Um, going from Mumbai towards Goa. Right. Um, Goa being the party city or, you know, reputed to be the party city for some decades now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Aryan Khan, Shah Rukh's son, who's 23 years old, has been arrested. And social media is up in arms. Mm. Uh, and there's so much like outpouring of love and support for Shah Rukh Khan. They're not talking so much about Aryan and what he's been booked for. Um, but lots of outpouring of support for Shah Rukh Khan and for Salman Khan who went to visit Shah Rukh Khan. And uh, there was one Twitter user uh, who has sent a tweet at Salman Khan. And he says, Bye, I didn't like you. But now, after you've shown your uh, support. support for for Shah Rukh, I take everything back that I said about <laughs> you. That's bad. I love you. Bye. Forgive me. Bye. You have yeah. stood by our king. Bye. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. The power of celebrity. Mm. Um, but yeah, that being said, now, um, it's quite an interesting thing. Um, I, really, we don't know what the charges are, but apparently there's been a leaked video of the time Aryan Khan was being arrested that's been kind of floating around the internet. Now, NDTV have not confirmed if this is real or not. I haven't seen the video, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, so they found everything from a whole range of stuff here. Um Mephidrone, mephidrone, ecstasy, cocaine, uh, several drugs. And I think the um, officers, the narcotics, drugs and psychotropic substances uh, officers that kind of smuggle their ways onto the yeah, cruise ship. Yeah, real movie stuff. Yeah. The, the, the drugs agents had disguised themselves as the party goers and got on the boat. Right. And partied until things kind of hit that peak point mm. and then... Do you think they sort of revealed themselves and put said, put your hands in put the air? Put your hands up. Yeah. NDBS. NDBS. <laughs> Mind you, all the hands were probably in the air already, anyway. you know, raving. Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is this so a new game? It's a bit of a big story. Um, I'm sure we'll find out more in the coming yes. days. But thank you for joining us. We'd love your thoughts. Fresh hits and those good old throwbacks. Only with us at Light 87. Um, now, speaking of would I lie to you, a common, <laughs> a commonly heard statement at the CID offices. Now, the CID, um, they got in a bit of trouble last week. Mm. And this was for uh, calling in journalists for reporting the garlic scam and what happened with that. Yes. Um, now, interestingly, there's been a new procedure put in place. Mm. 
Mm. Right. That this comes from the media minister Dallas Alaho Peramu, who said that uh, from now on, the Director General of Government Information Department will be informed any time a media person is called in um, or arrested in connection with any incident in the future. The CID no longer can summon journalists. Uh, so that's what they're doing. Proper damage control. Yeah. Uh, now that the world's watching. Better optics. Much better optics. And uh, but uh, also connected to people being called in. We have uh, Sri Lanka's one of Sri Lanka's uh, original hmm. sort of top supermodels uh, finds herself in hot water again. Again, she uh, rose to some fame last year for you know making that black power salute during the Mrs. <laughs> Sri Lanka decrowning pandemonium crowning and decrowning <laughs> and all sorts of things that happen. That's um, Chula Padmendra. We've got the details of that coming up shortly. Feel good music all day long with Light 87. And we've got a little bit of gossip for you, movie news and reviews of things we've been watching over the weekend. Certainly. Uh, We're going to start off with um, something for the whole family, this one actually. Uh, Starring one of the hottest stars of the screen right now, Timothy Chalamet. The star of Dune. He's also going to be the star of an upcoming musical that is the prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, you'll remember that film came out some years ago with Johnny Depp um, in the role of Willy Wonka. And it's about this uh, poor little boy called Charlie Bucket who then wins this golden ticket and ends up uh, helping Willy Wonka save his chocolate factory. So this story is the prequel and it um, stars... Olivia Colman. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to just like faint a little bit when you look at this cast. There's Olivia Colman, Timothy Chalamet, Rowan Atkinson, the absolutely fabulous. Um, and also there's um, jo- uh, Keegan Michael Key and Matt Lucas, who I think is just so talented. What a cast. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, this should be quite interesting. Now, speaking of uh, another fantastic uh, new announcement in the world of entertainment, mm-hmm. um, Daniel Craig is going to be back on stage. He's returning to Broadway. He's going to be performing the lead role in Macbeth That's at, at the right. Lyceum Theatre. That's He's going to be right. uh, joined by Ruth Neger as well. And um, Is Ruth Neger play, playing um, Lady Macbeth? Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So again, the man, we were talking about this last week and he's a showman through and through. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize the caliber of his actor. Oh, he's a great stage actor. Yeah. Actually, he was, I think, known more for that. On stage. Before he um, got the Bond role. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Um, speaking of which, have you seen the new 007? Um, do let us know your thoughts if you have. I can't wait mm. uh, for when cinema's open here. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, what I have been watching, though, this weekend is Squid Game on Netflix. Yes. I've, I've seen one episode of it. What did you think? I liked it. It, it, um, it reminded me very strongly of um, Alice in Borderland, which is a Japanese version. Mm. This is the South Korean version, right. Squid Games. Uh, and sort of, I guess I saw immediate parallels, mm. and um, in a way, it kind of took some of the anticipation away because I was like, I know what's going to happen. Seen it before. Don't happen like this, <laughs> and sure enough, it did. Yeah, um, it, it's quite. Um, it dragged you in. I'll be yeah. honest. 
and it's it's kind of caught on like fire really this show people absolutely cannot stop watching it i'm halfway through i think a little more than halfway through and, nice. and i'm enjoying it i think there are certain bits where it could have been tightened like a lot of new netflix shows that seem to uh, drag on um two episodes too far but you know yeah i i think the long long form is yeah. really catching on you know there there was a time recently where anything that went over two hours we were like Oh my Done. god, can we even watch this thing? But then with the whole I guess with lockdowns and before that even the idea of television shows becoming a bingeable, you mm-hmm. know, and on certain um channels you even go you get those subtitles that say binge-worthy or right. watch in a whole weekend. <laughs> Uh, and you suddenly find that yourself watching like five episodes of something yeah. and it's like nearly five hours later and you're like what you wake up at 5:30 mm. right before the show like i did <laughs> yes. um but um but what does still shock me is the level of violence in some of these shows though <laughs> They're so dark as well um but it's quite a good watch if you've seen it would love your thoughts to do right yeah. to the show um yes. i want to say um good morning here to kurish uh, who says uh, that he watched Candyman yesterday and he says it's pretty good mm-hmm. uh, and um he says uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Craig has some gray hair um in the new film that's because he has no time to die hey we beat you to oh. that joke <laughs> hey thank you Chris for joining yeah, us yeah thank you more music coming up you're with Tracy and Lloyd this is the morning show novelty and nostalgia all in one place Light 87. I bet you never thought you'd hear Chris Rea sounding so chirpy with that track. Let's dance. You're with Lloyd and Tracy here on uh, Light 87. That was a musical label stepping in and be like, Chris, we love the music. Yeah. We need a top 40 hit. <laughs> and then Chris tries to do something happy and it's just like not happening. Otherwise, you know, his most famous song is that Road to Hell. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a great, <laughs> a great track. Song. It's a good one to play these days actually in terms of everything that's going on. But uh we're going to take some developing stories, one that Lloyd and I have just been chuckling about all morning because we've been following um this current dispute. Do you want to do you want right. to launch into it, Lloyd? We'll launch into it. This is the space <laughs> race. Um as you know, two big companies. Now there there is Virgin Galactic in the yes. mix there, but you know, of course the two prominent one um i think was it blue origin by yep. amazon uh, again founded Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos yeah. at the forefront there along with Elon Musk from Tesla SpaceX, um, SpaceX. Yeah. um now the thing is SpaceX mm. they won a bid or at least a contract from NASA to land the first humans on the to moon build, again yeah to um, build the rocket right and uh, clearly Jeff Bezos is really upset about this mm-hmm. because they lost out on the deal yeah and therefore are suing NASA and the US government to stop Elon Musk i mean yes. i'm reading through why they're suing uh-huh. and it's literally There's to no stop reason. them to say stop them prevent them from you know being a part of this deal uh, to which Elon Musk has been out there making all kinds of comments well, and talking yeah. about it So Elon Musk uh, well Jeff Bezos basically tries to sue NASA in order to stop them from giving this rocket contract to uh, SpaceX and then Jeff Bezos's company Blue Origin also tweets out that um Elon Musk and his company are being uh, somewhat hypocritical because uh, Elon Musk himself sued NASA some years ago and so 
Musk has uh, replied to that saying, yeah, I sued NASA to be allowed to compete in the bidding uh, to build rockets. And it's the first time actually that a non-official, non-government agent is actually making a rocket. So Bezos, uh, Bezos is just suing to stop Elon Musk, whereas Elon Musk is saying, yeah, I did sue NASA, but that was for private companies like ours to be able to bid for these contracts bid for these things and compete and not just uh, sort of sue companies to make Stop your them. opponent uh, feel the feel the heat yeah or lack of it rather so it's, it's quite interesting he's been also making fun of the shape of <laughs> the blue origin <laughs> rocket that's right um likening it to genitals yes he has <laughs> well he says so this is so now that um uh, Musk is sort of saying his thing. Um, he's like, you know, Jeff Bezos's rocket could be a different shape. And because he's doing it only suborbital, his rocket is probably going to be Lot very shorter. much shorter. I mean, what, what would you call this? Like a, a galactic... PP comparison? Comparison, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, but, it's, um, uh, but this all comes on the heels of, you know, now Elon Musk has just passed Jeff Bezos as the richest man in the world. And he said he would send Bezos a giant statue of a number two and, and a silver, silver medal. medal. The music you know and love. It's about music. We're turning it up. This is Light 87. Well, speaking of resting cases and rising in court, well, we're going to dive into the Pandora Papers. <laughs> this is a nice segue there. Yeah. I was blue with all rise. And yes, as Lloyd said, we're now going to get into people who might be needing to rise in court very soon. Now, in the fine tradition of the Panama Papers and the Paradise Papers, we now have... Dun, 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 the Pandora Papers. That's right. It's a secret offshore wealth of more than 300 leaders, politicians and influential figures in the business world that have been leaked. And it's been called one of the biggest, largest ever leaks in terms of financial data. Now, apparently, the Pandora Papers investigation involved a consortium of some 600 journalists from a variety of global media mm-hmm. outlets. Um, and there's some 11.9 million documents that have been leaked. My goodness. So, among those named in the files are British Prime Minister Tony Blair, again, Associates of uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin, uh, King Abdullah of Jordan, and the Czech Prime Minister, Andrei Babis. And it's the sort of thing, you know, when you kind of go about your daily business and you think uh, the rich and wealthy, you know, they get away with so much, um, you know, shady business, Mm. such large amounts of money. Mm -mm. Is no one seeing this? Is no one going to report about this? And this is the sort of thing that you get. Yeah. All the journalists come together and they put out this incredible report uh, of so many documents. Now, speaking of some of these people, Tony mm. Blair and his wife uh, mm. have been found to have not paid uh, £312,000 when they bought an office in London. In tax, that um, is, yeah. The, the King of Jordan, 
secretly amassed 70 million pounds worth of US yes. UK property um, during his time um, and so these are the very very uh, startling revelations that this report has come out with um, among them you'll be proud also, to know um, there is a Sri Lankan as well um, now, I'm just going to read what's in the report. This is what it states, uh, that former Sri Lankan minister, Nirupa Marajapaksa, who's been mentioned in the leak, um, and what it says, well, again, she is uh, connected to some of, um, you know, some of the uh, the members in parliament right now. Um, and what he did say was that her and her husband, um, it says here, that she's a former member of parliament, served as the deputy minister of water supply drainage from mm-hmm. 2010 to 2015. Her husband, has worked as a consultant, hotel entrepreneur, and according to a 2016 report, he was charged with embezzlement in connection with a real estate deal, and that case is still pending. But what he did say was they used the shell company, Nirupa Marajapaksa, and her husband uh, to buy luxury apartments in London and Sydney. Mm-hmm. And to make investments. Um, as of 2011, according to a Singapore-based offshore service provider, um, his wealth was estimated to be around 160 million US dollars. Um, what they're also claiming is that, um, you know, because public money was used by him, the family, uh, no. him and his wife, at the time to, fu- to fund you building a villa. Don't say. Right. Public um, funds misappropriated? <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. Wherever did you get the idea that they do that sort of thing? <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, and the company also valued some of his assets at about 18 million US dollars. Now, mm. so, um, yeah, um, so it's pretty startling numbers. Um, apparently, also, a large gr- a part uh, of this involves uh, a lot of paintings that were transferred to a warehouse in Geneva where they do not impose any taxes or levies. <laughs> um, it's it's a big story. It's a big story. Yeah. We're going to follow it for, yes, so keep it light here. Light here on Light 87. <laughs> as sure as a rising sun, the songs you know and love with Light 87. This is concerning an event that took place three weeks ago. Uh, you remember we had, a, we had a lot of interest in it. Now, this is talking about the then... Um, Prison Management and Prisoners Rehabilitation State Minister Rohan Lohan Ratwatha, sorry, who allegedly uh, broke into the Anuradhapura prisons and threatened um, inmates there, at least eight of them. Now, that was three weeks ago. And so, contrary to specific instructions, it says here, issued by the Public Security Minister Rear Admiral Sarat Virasekara, the police haven't yet initiated an investigation into the complaint made by the um, Committee for Protecting Rights of Prisoners. It's taken three weeks and they still haven't initiated it. Yeah. Is it one of those, you do it? No, you do it. No, you do it. I mean, if if it's like that, you know how last week the police had to investigate the CID (laughs) for um, for the whole journalist thing? So maybe it can be tit for tat this week and now the CID can investigate the police to see what's holding them up with uh, this case against Lohan Ratwatta. Yeah, but i tell you what they've been occupied with though, Tracy. What have they they've been, been busy. I mean, the Sri Lanka police have got important things to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, uh, again, sentenced the couple that were filmed, that filmed themselves at that waterfall right. and, and posted it up of them getting 
you know, uh, jiggy. Uh, jiggy at mm-hmm. the at the waterfall. Mm-hmm. So they've been sentenced to a suspended prison sentence, um, really? and they've they've been fined as well. My goodness! All right. So now they were sentenced for three months in prison, but suspended <gasps> for seven years. So that means in that time, yeah. if they, um, you know, are found guilty of anything, they could be thrown in prison. So, you gotta yeah. wonder. You gotta wonder if the former prisons minister is going to face anything like that. No, but you know, it's great. It's great to see the police really tackling the issues that really matter. You know that prioritizing top, top priorities. <laughs> Arrest this canoodling couple and charge them. Right, and like you said, maybe the CID will return the favor. But yes. speaking of the CID, mm. who they did call in for questioning uh, was model Chula. You remember Chula? Chula Padmendra, yes. How can you forget from that whole fiasco at the Miss Sri Lanka? Mrs. Mrs. Sri Lanka, mm, not she too did long the ago. Black Power salute. Yeah, so now she's been called in and she's been questioned about her connection with uh, journalist Kirti Ratnayaka. Now, apparently, she'd been on the phone to him one time um, and speaking right outside the CID office to media, she said, Look, I've been called in, I barely know the man. I spoke to him one time. Uh, meanwhile, Kirti Ratnayaka, who covers defense and politics, um, he was formerly an army intelligence officer, but now he's a contributor to the London-based Sri Lankan uh, news site, Lanka E! News. Uh, and clearly, they're a bit upset with him. Um, he was, yeah, again, <laughs> he, he was arrested uh, for giving, apparently, mm. allegedly, um, for informing the Indian embassy in Sri Lanka of a potential terrorist attack. And he was called in, he was held at the police station or held uh, for 90 days at the station under the PTA. And his home, his computers were all searched and confiscated. So, yeah, so Chula's in a bit of uh, trouble. I mean, I, I do see her point of view. She's like, look, after the whole Mrs. Sri Lanka debacle, I was contacted by tons and tons mm-hmm. of local and foreign journalists and this Kirti guy was one of them. I've never met him. I've yeah. only had an interview with him. So why am I being called in to ask how I know him? I don't know him. Yeah. It's good yeah. to know that the police and the CID clearly have their priorities in check. Well, that's right. That's right. Round of applause. <laughs> and in the meantime. The music you know and love. You got the shit of love, homie. So let's go. This is Light 87. But now speaking of entertainment, we've got some entertainment we've news. Got, so Marvel's got a new film out. It's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And it is the latest movie to run into trouble um, as nationalism rises in China, so we are told, and the U.S.-China relations deteriorate. Now, if you're a bit of a comic book fan, you'll know this story, okay? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's the latest superhero movie from Marvel. And it's, it's been called one of the best Marvel movies in a while. Um, and they did face quite a bit of uh, criticism for not promoting the movie enough. Yeah. Um, and it did drop right at the uh, the heart, right at the pinnacle of the pandemic. Yes. But um, critics loved it. I think fans loved it too. Yeah, fans loved it too. But in terms of publicity, I mean, yeah, they really didn't do a good job. But everyone is hailing this film as a big turnaround for Marvel and big Hollywood productions in the sense that the whole film features uh, largely Asian actors, mm. which is which is wonderful. It's a step in the right direction. I mean, the film has some of Asia's biggest names, like the amazing queen of all, Michelle Yeoh. My goodness, how I love that woman. And uh, then also uh, Hong Kong superstar Tony Leung, who's mm-hmm. also so cool. And this is actually his Hollywood um, debut. 
Now, Shang-Chi is played by Simu Liu, who is a Chinese-born actor who moved uh, to Canada some time ago. Now, people are talking about the fallout and saying why, you know, China hasn't even announced a release date for this film in China. And um, what people are saying is it was made with China in mind um, because the story itself started in 1973 um, and it's mostly Asian characters. And I think um, the Marvel studio kind of made has made it in a much more positive light mm. than the original 1973 um, interpretation. So they wanted China to kind of love it, and it was supposed to be kind of like a I don't know what a great connection. Yes, uh, but it didn't work, and people are wondering why. So one of the things that has emerged as a result of this is that the early Shangxi comics were rife with stereotypes about Asians. So and and Shangxi's father, and you'll remember this name from your childhood. Okay, he was a our hungry villain called Fu Manchu. Oh, and good old Fu Manchu. Yeah, yeah. And he, 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 I mean, that was a really stereotypical character, right? It, it really sort of uh, was a symbol for this thing of um, the yellow peril, a very xenophobic kind of ideology. Yeah, but haven't they kind of addressed those things in the new movie? Like it's, yeah. it's nothing like the original. Yeah, they've, they've removed it. They've removed the Fu Manchu character entirely and Shang uh, Chi's father is now uh, renamed he's something a else. Uh, he's got a different name, which I, d- I don't have on me at the yeah. moment. He's a prawn farmer now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ayo>. <laughs> but, um, but the thing is, it's kind of disheartening to see that Marvel would go all the way to make a movie for the Chinese audience, but seeing that Beijing is just not having it, are they? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they can make a movie for them, but maybe if they remove their subs from the southern China seas, Beijing might <laughs> view things in a, a in a more a positive light. But also, I suppose it doesn't hap, uh, help that um, Simu Liu, who's playing the lead character, he was born in China, and then he moved to Canada, and he has been, over the years, very critical of the Chinese government, particularly mm. about censorship, which he has described in one tweet as really immature and out of touch. Um, And so a lot of comments like this have been circulating from him. Wow, okay. Because that that might be what... He's a clever man. He got many, many thousands of miles away and then said that stuff. Uh, By the way, I've got a few thoughts about the Chinese (laughs) government. Um, But also that being said, in other news, entertainment-wise, a lot of billboards have been cropping up around the world with a large number 30. Uh Oh. People reckon it might be Adele's new album. Ooh. Oh, yes, indeed. It could be the big news. Right. Um, meanwhile, our very own Johani performing in India. She, I think she bruised herself by knocking um, herself onto a guitar during oh. the performance. Um, so nothing too serious. She should make a, a quick recovery. We're hoping so, too. The music you know and love. I am such a fan. Say I love you. This is Light 87. Haley Seinfeld starving. Uh, yeah, I think we all are on some level, but, you know, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, you're with Tracy and Lloyd. If you're just joining us, it's 12 minutes past 9 o'clock. Showers expected today. If you're on the road, stay safe. Uh, and if you're at home, get the washing in early. <laughs> right. Or don't put it out at all. Good luck. Yeah, it's time for today's Daily Mirror headlines. I'm going to start with the COVID-19 situation report as of October 3rd. So total confirmed cases, 520,432. Active cases, 48,075. 
new cases, 800. Recovered and discharged, 459,298. 40 new reported deaths, taking the whole toll up to 13,059. Now, the main headline says a new study reveals that nine core long-term COVID symptoms uh, remain uh, with those who have had it. Okay. So, here are some of those symptoms. Abnormal breathing, abdominal symptoms, anxiety or depression, chest and throat pain, cognitive problems, fatigue, headache. It's called myalgia. That means uh, you've got a muscle pain. Your brain is and maybe literally hurting um, and other pains. So if you find yourself in a situation like that, contact your doctor, stay safe and get lots and lots and lots of rest. Now, here's another headline. Cabinet nod for milk powder price hike. Well, there you go. Will they, won't they, will they, won't they has finally finished. And the price is going to hike and people are going to have to wait in queues to purchase a packet of milk powder. And here's another bullet point from that article. It says the cement supply appears to be going through a crisis. Well, what isn't? Mm -hmm. In the meantime, here's another interesting headline. Gas monopoly terminated. The importation of gas storage and distribution will be handled by a new company, a subsidiary of CPETCO. Laughs and Litro, um, their procurement and distributions operations are going to be merged to ensure a steady supply of LPG and to also maintain price stability. Now, um, in case you are just tuning in and you haven't looked at any news, so the big thing today is that the Pandora Papers have hit and among those named are Nirupama Rajapaksa, mm-hmm. a former MP here in Sri Lanka between 2010 and 2015. Read all about it, folks. It's very interesting. Um, in the meantime, uh, meantime Sajit Premadas uh, is uh, preparing to file a fundamental rights court a case, sorry, in Supreme Court. He says to compensate farmers whose losses, who have suffered uh, losses. And um, he says, farmers have been hoodwinked by the government who compelled them to use organic fertilizer not recommended for paddy. And as we know, that fertilizer from China turned out to be dodgy in it. There was (laughs) bacteria in it or something that was not good for our soil. And so we have cancelled those orders, leaving our farmers in a pretty pickle, whichever way you look at it. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so in the meantime, here's a statement from the Minister of Provincial Councils and Local Government, Jana Kabandar Tenkorn. He says the prevailing atmosphere is not conducive for an election and he's dissing uh, Sajit Premadas's um, attempts there to sort of uh, make sure that these elections are held in a timely manner next year. But Mr. Tenkorn also goes on to say the next budget would be the most people-friendly budget in recent history. Woo! Takes us back to that comment last week. It, a, a, about a month ago, wasn't yeah. it? There was some other minister who came out. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. But he said that uh, the budget is going to be revolutionary and likened it to Aladdin's lamp. Yeah. It's what they say. Um, you know, a, a budget, the Aladdin's lamp of budget yes. is what we were expecting. What's that? You rub mine's sides and I don't know. I don't know. A fail there. Anyway, so here's another headline. Jaffna Cultural Center will help northern people reconnect 
with their roots and that's a statement from the Indian Foreign Secretary um, who is visiting the cultural center that's being built here um, short-term transactions involving national assets are possible this is Dallas Alha Parama uh, doing some damage control in terms of whether we can sell national assets or not and he's saying short-term transactions are okay we must wonder how long those short-term um, contracts are. Are they like 99 years? Well, okay. And here's another headline uh, from Peradeniya University. The registrar and two other officials have been indicted for misuse of workers, machinery and equipment of the university. Hmm. What were they doing? I don't know. Oh, wow. uh, I haven't turned to page two. <laughs> but uh, and here's a final headline for you: Sri Lankan Airlines summoned to Parliament by COPE. Now, COPE, as you know, is the Committee on Public Enterprises, and they've uh, written a report about Sri Lankan Airlines, which is going to be discussed in Parliament. And those are your news headlines for this morning. In the papers today, your newspaper headlines on Light 87 in association with the Daily Mirror. Thank you for joining us, Tracy and Lloyd here in the morning. Monday, you're with us. Uh, big giveaways, of course, that Italian bundle that you could win from Harpo's Marketplace. Uh, we'll give you the question in a minute. Stay tuned, as well as Variety Night happening Wednesday. All right, send in your videos for your chance to win. Could be you singing, dancing, you know, showing us a few of your skills, abilities. Um, if you've got a superpower, might be the moment to, you know, kind of show it to the world. Um, maybe you're a wonderful artist. Hey, why not? Send us the video and good luck. Music Variety from yesterday and today, Light 87. And I want to thank uh, Nirodha who texted in and uh, told us that. Thanks very much. And since I'm saying hi to Nirodha, ha- hello and happy Monday. Happy start of a new week to everyone who's been messaging in. Your messages, as always, we love them. And also keep those entries coming in for Variety Night. But now here's something to think about as we start this week. Now, this is a headline um, we've taken from the independent newspaper, the UK newspaper. And it says, 40,000 Americans have been told that they can work from anywhere. Uh, As there's this big um, customer service company that's going to basically start working remotely. And they have 40,000 employees. And they've been told you can work from wherever you want. They're going to go completely remote. Uh, And the employees just have to agree to a pay cut. uh, They they say it's not a big pay cut, but they can uh, agree to a pay cut and then work from anywhere that they choose to. That flexibility, while it's pretty amazing that you can work from anywhere, but don't you think that companies save money when they don't have these huge office spaces and all their employees in one place, shouldn't they Mm. be giving the employees a little more money to work from home? I don't know, just food for thought. That's an interesting question because I would have thought because they're working from home and then they're not, as a result, incurring costs like travel and stuff, that's why they would take a pay cut. If it's those allowances they're cutting out, Uh, understandable. Yeah, we're not told what allowances it is. Interesting. Yeah, because I know during the pandemic, there were mm. countries around the world that were paying uh, the staff a little bit extra to stay home and because they're not spending money on the electricity and, you know, yeah. the spaces. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. I Interesting. Mean, 
It's interesting and I wish few more people would do this. But let us know what you think about this. 0772-665566. Bit of COVID news here. And mm. this comes from, um, again, consultant pediatrician at the LRH Hospital um, here in Colombo, Dr. Deepal Pereira, who's requesting all parents to encourage their children um, to get vaccinated in the country. Now we're talking particularly uh, not just the age group, um, not children per se, but maybe the youth, the young people, to come forward, get the vaccines. It is vital. It is essential. And again, with I think the people above the age of 30, we've hit the 95 mm-hmm. uh, percent mark of how many of them have got the second dose of the vaccine. The 20 to 29, not so much, not Are enough. <laughs> Go get that vaccine. Yeah, so hurry. Um, what the, what the? What the, what the? Uh, at the same time, and then we were also talking about that big report that came out, the Pandora Papers. Um, what we didn't mention, though, Tracy, mm-hmm. is that not just were, you know, these huge, huge names mentioned in the report. Yes. We had a Sri Lankan. Sachin Tendulkar? Yes. Was also in the report. Yeah. He was in the Panama Papers also. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That yeah. him and his family have been, um, you know, embezzling large amounts of money. Oh, dear. Undisclosed. No, Sanchez. No. <laughs> Why you? <laughs> Why you? Oh. Um, but again, for the full breakdown of what appeared in the Pandora Papers, go to newsradio.lk, which is where you can read about it. Um, and also keep those entries coming in. You're with Tracy and Lloyd. The music you know and love. I love you too. Now let's get dancing. This is Light 87. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, now, we had an interesting comment. Now, we were talking about work from home. Yeah. Right? We're talking about, you know, how companies... Um, again, we talked about a U.S. company that yes, is cutting a little money out of their employees' salaries mm-hmm. to allow them to work from home. Uh, yeah. And the, the yeah. whole company is just going to go work from home. Okay. And they have 40,000 employees. Yeah. Now, the question was, if employees aren't coming in, you know, your running costs do come down then shouldn't you be giving them a little more or not deducting any money at all? To which Himaja writes in. Yeah. And she says, mine is one of the companies which moved to work from home for the foreseeable future. Um, The pandemic has hit us hard and we've lost customers. We have not implemented a pay cut. Uh, But those savings from the employees working from home, they don't exist. How is that? Um... Yeah, I mean, because Himaja, um, unless you're in a, in a business where your office spaces still have to be running, otherwise, typically, your real estate costs would go down. Now, we're talking about this study in business.com that said places like Sun Microsystems, uh, they've identified savings of $68 million a year in real estate costs from not having people come in. Uh, Likewise, a few other companies are reporting on average 30% um, in real estate cost savings from not having employees at the office space. Um, Mm. But then again, this cannot apply to all businesses because if you do still need a staff to be on location, you still have to keep the office space running. Um, And with service industries, they can't work from home. You've got to still be there. Yeah, but okay. So now I'm reading Himaya's responses and she's responding and she says, yes, the expenses go down, but the revenue is down as well, you see. Oh, yeah. So the cost is down. Do you see, Lloyd? Yeah. 
No, so the cost is down, but your revenues are a different thing, right? Mm. Yeah. So but then, then that's, that, that's all part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now um, we should make a move and get on. Yeah. So interesting. We'll, we'll carry this on tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but thank you. And listen, we hope all of you affected by the pandemic that things do, do go back to normal soon enough now that we are slowly opening up. Um, a few things we've got to mention before we say goodbye. Speaking of revenues, in that report, the Pandora's Papers... Oh, yes. A few other names that were mentioned, Shakira. A few other names. So, in addition to Sachin Baba, why Sachin? Why? <laughs> also, Shakira, uh, Claudia Schiffer, uh, the supermodel, and this is my favorite one, an Italian mobster known as Lel the Fat One. He sounds scary. He sounds from an era that uh, <laughs> didn't uh, care much about body shaming and things like that. <laughs> you can't say fat these days, Lil. Didn't you know that? Hey, do you know who I am? Speaking of which... Um, you Ita- talking to me? Italian mobsters. You talking to me? <laughs> we do have that Italian bundle we're giving away. We've got to reveal the answer. And the question for you today That's was... That's right. We asked what crop... That Christopher Columbus brought back from his trips to the New World, uh, most influenced Italian cuisine, and we asked you whether it was potatoes, tomatoes, or corn, and the answer is dun, dun, dun. tomatoes. That's right. It's a tomato. It's a tomato or a tomato. Either which way you say it is still correct. And your name it goes into a draw, and we do the draw on uh, Friday. That's it. So we're going to be asking you a question every single day this week. Uh, be sure to take part. The more times you get it right, the more your chances go up to in the draw. get that bundle from Harpo's. Exactly. But thank you so much to Harpo's Marketplace for partnering with us as well. Uh, Variety Night comes up uh, on Wednesday. All right, so do send in your entries and good luck. It could be a video of you doing a handstand, I don't know, planting a tree, <laughs> whichever. Go ahead. Um, this is Tracy and Lloyd signing off. Have a great day. Say goodbye to your fear of missing out. Now your favorite radio hosts, reactions, hot takes and more can be found on the weekly Light 87 podcast. Featuring bite-sized discussions on everything from entertainment to politics. The best of radio now lives online with the Light 87 podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and all other major platforms.